Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. We have an awesome guest with us today, Erin McCullough, and she has some really, really great advice. And I know I probably say that every single time, but she really does have some great advice on different things that we've talked about in the past. One of those being anxiety and, and just kind of really how to deal with that and, and get through anxiety um, and then having impenetrable joy, what that means to her and what that hopefully you can get from that. We do talk about joy and anxiety, and I think she gives you a different way to think about anxiety. It, to me, was really fascinating. So hopefully you listen in, uh, really give the intention that is needed for this episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate every single one of you. We hope someday to get to meet you in person um, and look forward to that day. Thank you again so much. We really, truly appreciate each one of you. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. And today we have an awesome guest with us, Aaron McCullough. Aaron McCullough is a thought leader, an in-demand speaker, and an international teacher that helps people create impenetrable joy, which we're going to talk about, so that they can be calm, have peace of mind, and meaning in their life now. Aaron had an anxiety disorder that had her holed up in her home for nearly a year, which is crazy. We'll probably ask questions about that as well. Um, but we're so glad to have Aaron on our show. And so thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Awesome. <laughs> so what is this impenetrable joy that you talk about? And <laughs> let's just kind of go into that a little bit. So impenetrable joy is, as you said, it's about creating calm, peace of mind, which is the not crazy thinking, right? And meaning and purpose in your life now. And that's available now. Although most people put it on hold for when they have the car, the house, the kids, the, all the things, that experience is actually available now. And in that experience, what's happening is you're no longer beholden or at the mercy to people or circumstances to dictate whether you're having a good or bad day, or for that matter, a good or bad life. So you get to empower yourself to take responsibility for how you're feeling and you know, learn some strategies to navigating that. But understanding that you know, when we get challenged by people or circumstances, because they're not showing up how we want them to, that's actually us creating that. And that's for, it's on purpose and it's for our growth and healing. And, and I believe that's why we're here. That's awesome. So Aaron, let's say that I'm a type of person that is waiting for that next thing, the next car, the next home, the next thing that I think is making me happy. How can I break that cycle and get out of that to be, to be more like what you're describing yeah. So, uh, you know, thanks for bringing that up. Cause that's one of the things that I love to talk about the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is based on external things. That's you get the car, woohoo, brand yep. new car. So exciting. 
but it's fleeting, right? Because at some point it just is a car. It just gets you from A to B, right? (laughs) Right. And then it's like, oh, what's the next car thing, material thing, something external thing Mm -hmm. to make me feel good? You know, the next goal, the next finish line I'm going to cross, the next medal I'm going to get, the next, you know, position I'm going to have. And when And then, so that's happiness, right? So that's external, fleeting, or short-lived, right? Mm -hmm. Joy is the same. It's exuberance. It's like, woohoo, life is great. (laughs) But it also includes some of those things that I said before. Calm, stillness, peace of mind, meaning, purpose. And that's something, that's the internal journey that we need to take in order to experience that. And that is the going in every time we're challenged. That's the going in every time somebody says something that hurts our feelings. That's the going inside and uh, becoming the architect of our inner landscape. And um, that's how you begin the process. But for me, when I'm working with clients, the first thing we talk about is what is that story, right? The one with all the yucky things, Yeah. not because I like to talk about yucky things, but because most people are so um, embroiled in their story, they're not even clear that that's sort of what's running the show behind the scenes. It's kind of the wallpaper that's going on behind the scenes. And so we start there. And then from there, I ask them to create a new story. So what would that story be the day in the life of all the things you ever wanted? And, and so I have them write it out, like everything you ever wanted. And why do I do that? Because I just told you, it's not about the happiness things, right? It's not about the external things, but what it is about is creating, uh, an elevated emotional experience. And so when, because we, what, What we want by the things that we think that we want is the experience we think we're going to have when we have them, right? Mm -hmm. We want the car because we're like, man, that's going to make me feel good. We want the relationship because, man, that's going to make me feel good, right? So I'm asking you to create that emotional experience now and start your day in a visualization using that day in the life with all the feels now. So that you can have that elevated emotional experience now, and you can create all those things too. I'm not against having stuff. I like stuff. Sure, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's awesome. So I uh, I love that kind of stuff. I love that you know using our imagination and our our thoughts to kind of help help us to you know move through those things that that are holding us back. And and I think oftentimes, and and I want to talk about it just a little bit, because it's interesting that you had this anxiety disorder that kind of held you up, right? And so I want to talk about anxiety a little bit and how that um, affects those that are around us and how it affected you and and kind of how you were able to either move through that or how you dealt with that in your life. Well, most people find it super interesting that I created the anxiety disorder through uh, individual counseling. (laughs) So that happened, (laughs) but I understand now why that happened. And I have nothing against individual counseling. There are some very powerful people out there doing some wonderful things to help people heal. Um, It just so happens that the subconscious mind 
can't tell the difference between whether something is happening in the moment or right. you're telling a story about it happening, right? And right. so the initial thing that happened was uh, my boyfriend at the time and I had decided we needed some professional help to figure out if the relationship was viable. And so we went and in that first uh, session, I had a panic attack and I'd never had one before. So I had no idea what it was. Mm. Um, and it uh, startled me. <laughs> yeah, and, sure it, did. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, so the counselor, she picked up on it and she explained what it was and asked if I wanted to do some individual counseling. Cause obviously something was coming up. And so through that process of unpacking the trauma that happened to me as a child or the experience, what I experienced as trauma as a child, um, the telling of the story over and over again got my subconscious mind going, wait a minute here, <laughs> not interested in change. Let's stay where we are. We're surviving here. It's all good. And so, um, you know, I didn't hold myself up, just was like one panic attack and I can't leave the house. You know, these things, they happen gradually, you know, so over this year it was like, all of a sudden at the time I was training for a half marathon and I was on like a 10 mile run and I had a panic attack in the middle and I thought I was gonna have a heart attack and like literally pass out on the side of the road and nobody would know because it was San Francisco and I, you know, figured they'd think I was homeless or, you know, on drugs or something, you know, and the crazy things that your mind does, the stories it makes up. And so, you know, I stopped running, you know, and then at the time I was a special ed teacher and I was so afraid that I was gonna pass out in front of my class who had already experienced so much trauma in their lives was the last thing I wanted to do. Right. So then I, I stopped working. Right. And so it's just little by little, you start to make these choices because they're so uncomfortable. But what I want to say about all of that is that, um, what I recognized when I'd reached the pinnacle of the amount of anxiety that I was going to experience through that whole, uh, episode was I kept expecting there would be something on the other side of it. I thought, you know, there'd be some latent story or something I had repressed or, you know, some aha at some moment. And guess what was there? Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it yeah. was void. And I was just blown away by that. And I went, and so it took me a while to recognize what was there. And so what I recognize now and understand about anxiety is that it's not real, but it feels so real. I mean, so real that you have physical, you know, I thought I was gonna have a heart, like my heart is racing, right. like yeah, right. out of my body, you know? And I, you know, I've had moments where it was just like narrowing in and I'm like, I'm done, I'm out, I'm gonna be gone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's real, I get it. It is real, but it's not at the same time. It's something that's made up by the mind. And I figured it out even more recently that that makeup is, it's a defense mechanism to not feel whatever the emotions are that are attached to the experience. And when, I mean, most of us, we spend all day, every day, not trying not to feel stuff. Right. I mean, right. we do it through the obvious ones are of course, like drugs and alcohol, but the less obvious ones are, you know, helicopter parenting, uh, being this badge of honor of I'm so busy. I couldn't possibly do another thing, or I don't have time for you or this or whatever. 
um, this idea that our kids need to be doing things at all times, you know, um, we use like literally everything to avoid feeling emotions. And unfortunately, and fortunately, the way through healing and growth (laughs) is through the emotion. (laughs) Like that's the thing. And so, you know, it's a, it's no wonder that we're kind of like, you know, things are kind of backwards for us because we're like, you know, the real like experiencing meaning and purpose in our life comes through experiencing our emotions over and over and over again so that we can let them go. So we don't hold on to them in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirit, whatever. And, um, and yet that's all we do all day is, you know, overwork and social media and, you know, binge watch, whatever. And right. (laughs) And so it's just, the irony is, is kind of uh, crazy. Yeah. I, I love talking about these type of things. The mind to me is so powerful. We can really allow it to do anything we want. Um, I was going to ask you what, why you said anxiety isn't real, but you answered that question by saying a lot of it is made up in our mind. But if somebody is feeling that anxiety or panic attack coming on, have you found ways to combat that and, and change that to be something that, yeah, it really is in your mind and it's not real. Yeah. So, um, first I want to, if it's all right with you, I'd like to just define anxiety or for that matter, any low level experience, a depression, sadness, um, overwhelm, worry, anything that doesn't feel good. They all are the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's this wanting to control people and circumstances to show up how we want. Mm -hmm. And then the unconscious recognition that we can't, right? So that dissonance yeah. is what's creating anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. uh, overwhelm, you know, um, and in terms of, you know, being in that experience, once I figured out that there was nothing behind the anxiety, um, I've really only had since that year, I've really only had two panic attacks. One was right after I gave birth. And I think it was my hormones sort of adjusting. Right. Yeah. Um, The other was when I quit smoking, which was actually several years prior to that. Um, And I think it was, I don't know if anybody's ever been a smoker or had some addiction like that. It's like, it's like losing your best friend. It sounds crazy. And it's, I know it's disgusting, (laughs) but you know, it's like the thing that helped me cope. Right. And so then I got rid of the thing that helped me cope and duh, of course I had an anxiety attack. Right. 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 (laughs) So yeah. So the And then when I have moments where either there's something physically going on or I, because there are signals to right before it happens, when I have had those, which have been, you know, just a handful and over the year, I mean, because that all that whole thing happened in the um, uh, 1999. That's how long ago that was. Okay. Um, And so since then, I've had two panic attacks, which were. Uh, 15 years ago. And I've had almost panic attacks 
maybe a handful of times. And each time when I have those sensations in my body, I just say to myself, that's not real. And it is a technique that I do teach people because here's the deal. There is so much, we are so not living here right now. (laughs) We are like everywhere else, but right here, we are in the past. We are in the future. We are not here. And when we are here, anxiety can't live in this moment because when we take an assessment of this moment here, everything's handled. Tell me what's wrong with this very moment right now. Nothing, (laughs) right? Not a thing. It's when we go to the past and project into the future that we begin to have these moments. And so when you understand intellectually some of these things, I'm not saying that just the intellectual understanding of these is going to change anything, Mm -hmm. but the mulling it over, over and over again. And then the practice of telling yourself, this is not true. So I, if you don't mind, I, this is a strategy that I use for a lot of different things. Love to just share it. Yeah, Um, please. So I often use it with clients because myself, my gosh, I always, it's what I call a circular thinker, right? So it's like something happens, you have some sort of challenge, and then I'm thinking it to death, right? Not yeah. for the purpose. I mean, I think I'm thinking it for the purpose to come up with a solution, but even after the solution has come up with, I'm still thinking about it. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know, except that our brain likes to be busy. So yeah, it does. <laughs> The only way I could combat that was to tell myself that it wasn't true, whatever it was, whatever story I had made up about it. Because I think if you look at every time a challenge comes your direction and you think about all of the ridiculous stories you made up about what was going to happen, they never happen. (laughs) And then, but we never go back and go, wait, that didn't happen. I should stop thinking like that. So this is your opportunity to stop thinking like that. (laughs) So what I say when I get into those moments, challenge faced, I start to overthink it. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking in circular because it's just swimming, right? It's just going around and around. I tell myself that's not true. I just say it like that. That's not true. When I hear it, when I hear that dialogue Mm -hmm. going, I said, that's not true. If it continues, I say a little more firmer, that's not true. If it continues beyond that, then I say enough. And just in that moment, your brain goes, wait a minute, what's happening here? She did a physical action. She scolded you and that got your attention, right? And so in that moment, that's just enough to disrupt that line of thinking. And then you insert something else. You insert something that feels good, right? And so you have that focal point of the feel good thing prior to all of this. Um, and so like clients have things like, you know, um, I have a client who loves puppies. I mean, who doesn't love puppies? Right. <laughs> so right. She's got, you know, her puppies ready. So she's got puppies on her wallpaper. She's got a picture of her puppy. She's, you know, so again, that elevated emotional experience, right? So you start to go down that circular, circular thinking, or you're worried about something, right? That also gets into the circular thinking, um, or you have anxiety, this thing is coming up, thinking, thinking, thinking about that. So this stops that shifts focus, you can reset and start again. And you can keep using that over and over again all day long. And it is a practice. Like that's the thing about our brain. It just wants to do the same stuff over and over again. And so we got to get 
hip to what's happening in there, pay attention, get some awareness and disrupt these lines of thinking that aren't um, serving the future that we want to create. That's awesome. I love that advice. And I, I totally believe that to be true because I've seen that, you know, Shane and I have talked about that very thing, just how powerful our mind is and how it really, really does like that repetition. And what are we telling it repeatedly? Are we telling it these thoughts that don't even mean anything that aren't even true and don't aren't happening? Or are we yes. telling it these things that we like and enjoy like puppies or whatever it is that we, that we enjoy. And so I love that exercise, just kind of visually thinking about it. I, I did a little exercise a while back about, you know, just visualizing, uh, you know, you chewing on like a, a lemon or a lime oh. and your, your mouth starts to taste it because of how powerful the mind is just thinking about a lemon, right? I mean, my mouth's already salivating. I, yeah, mine's just <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, that's what's so powerful yeah. about it. It's like, I mean, if I knocked on your door right now and I was like, you won the sweepstakes, a brand new car, you'd at first probably go like, who is this crazy woman? Right. <laughs> but then when you looked out your window and you saw the brand new car, you'd be pretty excited no matter what was happening prior to that. Yeah. You could have yeah. been depressed. You could have had all kinds of things going on. Yeah. But when you see those keys in the brand new car, you're like, wait a minute, this could be pretty cool. <laughs> so you can, you can trick your mind into understanding yeah. that like everything is pretty cool, you know, yeah. like can be. Uh, it's just, we're choosing again out of habit. You know, I think most people, they wake up and they go, okay, let me start with what happened yesterday. Oh yeah. Yesterday sucked. So let me start there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and instead, you know, that's why I teach the visualization. I do like, if you start in a day in the life of everything you ever wanted to create three to five minutes, as soon as you wake up, that'd be a pretty special place to start yeah, your day, yeah. you know? And then because your body remembers these elevated emotional experiences, you can just tap into them anytime. And when things don't, you know, oh, I'm in reaction to something, then you can go back to that rather than what we, or at least I know I used to, and I think a lot of people do, which is like, oh, this isn't going my way. What else in my life is not working out? Oh, there's that other right. thing. And then there's this thing. And you go down that rabbit hole instead of that. It's like, okay, well, that's not exactly how I wanted that to show up, <laughs> right. but Oh, well, puppies, here we go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to ask, you know, because I haven't asked this question in, in a while, but I'd like to, to have you tell maybe a funny story or a funny thing that happened to you. Because Shane and I love humor and we love to bring humor into our, <laughs> our podcast. And I haven't asked this question for, for a little while, but what's a like a funny experience that's happened to you in the past what jason is really asking is what when <laughs> how can we laugh at you right now <laughs> oh my gosh i mean how can you not laugh at yourself <laughs> i agree you know like i often will um you know what i'm really enjoying is the um on instagram the um reels Oh, yeah. I love, I love watching, you know, puppies, of course. And then <laughs> um, one of my most favorite YouTube video is the one, have you seen the cats where they throw cheese on the cats? 
Uh, I haven't seen that one. Oh my gosh. That is like the best. Yeah, no, laughing is amazing. I, I mean, I feel like I'm laughing all the time. Like sometimes I just, I'm so excited about what I do for my, in my day. But I, I mean, like last night I was dancing around the kitchen while my boyfriend was making dinner and he's just like, what is up with you? And I had just gotten off a call with a client and I was just like, I'd seen all this exponential growth and I was just like pumping him up and going like, man, you are like really taking this in and I can see the changes in your life. And I mean, I just get so excited by these things and I notice I get, it's like, I'm like a little kid. Like I just ate a bunch of sugar and I'm like dancing <laughs> around the house, like <laughs> crazy. That's, that's great. I'm sure that that night, last night when you were doing that, that that had an effect on him that he, he was like, wait, what really is going on? And it, it probably lightened his um, mind. Actually, that's what we've been talking about. So he, I'm sure he was the same. Because you before I forget, yes, I just want to tell your listeners and the two of you <laughs> that you need do nothing to have value in this life. Like, somehow we got the message that we needed to accomplish and do and be in action all the time in order to have value. And I want everybody to hear this. And I hope you hear it in your head beyond this moment. You have value. You exist. And that's enough. You need do nothing beyond that. You don't have to be a whatever, whatever kind of career or any of that stuff. You don't even have to set another goal. Like, yeah. I don't even set goals anymore. My, <laughs> my visualizations look like, how can I spend more time in the country? You know, how yeah. can I like <laughs> be more still? I, I mean, they're like, they're so probably boring for most people. <laughs> but for me, it's like, how can I sit and listen to the crickets? How can I, you know, I mean, that's like, that's exciting to me. Like, there's so much to be excited about in this world. There's yeah. so much beauty everywhere and it's available all the time and it is where like in nature is where we can be so present like it's hard mm -hmm. not to be present i never go on a hike and come back and go well that was a waste of time right, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it's yeah. like yeah so i mean yeah it's just it's when you and and then the other thing i really want to tell people is like i truly believe that everybody has their unique gift to bring to this world. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here. We get the healing and growth. And then we take those talents, our personality and our soul. And we go out into this world and we spread love. And that's the thing. And so if you're not jacked up about what you're doing, <laughs> like that's possible. I didn't know this. I didn't know it was possible. I thought it was about you know, amassing money and things and all that. Yeah. And I did all that. And I got to that and I was like, wait, I'm still unhappy. How come, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, I have the cars. I have the houses. I have the retirement saved. I have these businesses. I have all the things they said. And what is happening here? Like, I'm still miserable. I'm still trying to kill myself in triathlons. I'm still trying to, you know... <laughs> 
make my, you know, get more employees and make more money and do all the things. And, um, and then come to find out it's, it's not that it's not about that. I mean, those things are great too, but yes, they um, are (laughs) beautifully said meaning and purpose. Like that's, that's why we're here healing grow so we can have meaning and purpose now. Yeah. Love it. Seriously. And Shane and I have said that (laughs) so many times that, that we are naturally just born with worth we don't have to do a single thing to have more worth or value and shane and i and obviously you will say that till till we're gone right i mean there there is value in each person no matter what they're doing so i definitely hope that you guys that are listening are hearing that message through through your ears and into your into your brain and using it um well it's not really people's fault you know because it's like we're not really taught these things no we're not i mean we're taught really to be validated (laughs) externally and so that's why it's so hard that journey inside because it's like we keep thinking that you know we need to keep up with the joneses and that we need the accolades and we need the things to prove to us that we have value yeah. But when you can go inside and do that internal journey, you, you recognize that, that all that stuff is just stuff. Yep. yep. It's noise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Shane and I, we have a, a thing that we do at the end of our podcast and we call it the double down dose. And so Okay. We... <laughs> I'm bracing myself. I'm like grabbed onto the table. Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hang on. <laughs> no, we, we asked two two questions um near the end of our podcast. And so we we love to talk about hope. And so what is your definition of hope or how would you define it? I think that hope comes from our soul or the essence or spirit of ourselves. And it's that place that continues to show us where light is, Mm -hmm. you know, versus heaviness or dark. It's that place that continues to do that. And it's, it's the tapping into that thing we were just talking about the worth, the value. It's the, it's that deepest part of you that recognizes that trying to tell the intellectual, the personality, the, you know, the person that's out here in this world navigating that um, just giving you just a glimmer of what's possible. Like in that moment when you're thinking, I can't see my way out of this thing. it's that very good yeah we love we love asking these two questions uh the second one tends to stump people a little bit they're taken aback (laughs) and and it it really truly is a simple question but it it's something that we don't feel that we think deep enough on so aaron how would you define love oh my gosh i think (laughs) love is is all there is you know it's Mm it's unencumbered. It's all the things it's peace. It's stillness. It's uh, compassion. It's, you know, recognizing that we are all connected and uh, one uh, as much as we're here to in this 
you know, vessel to mm-hmm. have this experience to, as I said, you know, bring your special talent to this world. It's how I see it now is, and maybe this is going to sound crazy. It's just came to me actually just in this last week. This idea, like this here, this vessel that's holding this, I like to think of it as like a cup, a cup of the potential of the soul, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to see the ocean as like, so this is the cup out of the ocean that's in here. Mm-hmm. That's how great we are. We're this small thing connected to this huge ocean. Mm. And that ocean is a collective. It's a collective of, of all energy, all soul, all loving, all kindness, all, all of that, all knowledge, intellect, all of that. And, and so we each get like this cup in this vessel to work with. And then we go back to the, to the ocean. Sure. To, so I think love is all of those things. It's, it's not judgmental. It's none of the things that don't feel good. It's all of the things that feel amazing, right? Joy and compassion and uh, forgiveness. And yeah. Very good. I, well said. I have, I've loved this discussion. I, we always learn new things when we talk to all of our guests. So Aaron, really thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for the listeners who want to get in contact with you, how can they reach you? And you know, if they want to. First, I want to thank you guys for having a platform to have these conversations because I think they're really important. Um, the conversations are continu- are happening more. And so that tells me there's a collective consciousness that's raising, which is <laughs> the goal. Yeah. Um, you know, so that we can all be human and kind and loving and all the things to one another. Yeah. Um, if somebody was interested in learning more or, uh, you know, getting some strategies or whatever, I um, often post uh, once a week a video on Instagram and um, with strategies and hope and uh, things to think about. And <clears throat> my handle is uh, Aaron, E-R-I-N-M-A-C-L-L-C. In the profile is also my um website but if you don't have instagram my website is erin erin mac.com and i have a bunch of videos and all you know podcasts and interviews and things that i've been on and um and when i'm on podcasts i offer if anybody's listening and they want to do a a discovery call um it's not a sales call at all it's (laughs) what can i how can i help you how can i be of service i want to be of service to as many people as i possibly can get them on their path to joy and um and that's what that is and so you can sign up on my website for that as well awesome thank you for that offer to our our guests and, and and to our listeners and so Man, this has been a great discussion as always. I, I feel like, you know, she, I, I believe in that energy and Shane and I put that energy out into the world and we are seeking that energy back to help, to help us just like you, like you're saying, raise that love of humanity, just being, being the best version of ourselves that we can be and, and helping each other. Cause we're, that's what we're here to do. I, I believe that we're here to raise each other up and help each other when we get kicked down and life's not always a bag of 
rainbows and unicorns and sunshine, right? <laughs> that, that sometimes it, it does get tough. And so, you know, we will all want to be there to, to help lift you up and thank you for being a, a part of our sprinkle with hope family, Aaron, we, we really, we love our guests to come in and, and be a part of us. And, and now you, now you are. So thank you for all your words and, and just being with us. Oh, thank you. My pleasure.